Have you heard the saying that something can be simple, but not necessarily easy? I've been hearing that on podcasts left and right these days, and I know it's supposed to be clever and motivating, but hearing that is kind of depressing. I don't want this chat about savings to take that turn at all. How about savings can be simple and easy? (laughs) Unfortunately, 21% of Americans still don't have a savings to their name. As if the pandemic didn't scare us enough. So let's explore some ways we can change our psychology and behavior to make saving enjoyable and dare I say, on autopilot. What's up, beautiful people? We're back with another episode of the Be Chic Podcast with your host, Brittany Ball. On the Be Chic Podcast, we believe that there's a healthy intersection between money, career, passion, and purpose. Grab your notebook, turn the volume up, and let's get into it. So let's set the stage. I have quite a few stats to rattle off to you. And honestly, it's just to drive the point home. But if you want to read all of these stats, plus some, I have the article that I pulled this from, from MarketWatch, attached in the show notes on my website, bgq.org. But first, Northwestern Mutual's 2022 Planning and Progress Study revealed that the average amount of personal savings, not including investments, was $62,086 in 2022. Sounds good, right? I was actually down from $73,100 in 2021. As of April 2022, just 4.4% is the personal savings rate, according to data from the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis. That's the lowest rate recorded since September 2008. Now, some of this seems kind of encouraging. Okay, most Americans are saving $62,000. That's not bad. That's that's a salary for a, a good middle class person. And then 4.4%, not too shabby, not too shabby. It's something, you know, it's not a lot, but it's something. However... Nearly one in five Americans didn't save any money in 2021, according to recent data from the latest Magnify Money Savings Index. Now, again, like I said, that's just a lot of info that I threw at you. And if you want to read into those stats a little bit more, you can go to my website. But basically, I just want to state that too many Americans are just a paycheck away from personal financial calamity despite the promising aspects of some of those stats. And so today we are going to talk about why you need to save, why it's hard to save, and some of my personal examples to just kind of show you how this plays out practically because who cares about theoretical knowledge if you cannot apply it? So I promise I'm done with all the stats for this episode. Please do not stop the episode. I will not be rattling off numbers that you have to listen to very closely to try to keep up with. But I did want to share why you need a savings. In case you didn't already know, I'm sure you already have an idea after the panini, (laughs) but we still should identify why we need savings because you might have forgot some of these reasons. For example, life just be life and 
medical bills, car accidents, emergency trips, like going home for a funeral. We had to do that earlier this year. And home repairs, whether you're renting or buying, they can both still apply. And then just human nature things. We want things. We have goals. We have desires. And we want that new laptop. Raising my hand right now for that one. (laughs) The new clothing, the new car, the new home, the new, 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 whatever else fill in the blank. And so saving is not only needed because you might have an emergency that was unplanned for financially, but because there is something that you want that you can't just get right now without taking the time to set aside a little here and there until you reach the goal. Now, why can saving for these things be hard? Well, one reason is that every day we're already experiencing instant gratification in areas outside of saving, like food delivery. It can take as Little as like 15 minutes for me to deliver food for dinner or lunch or whatever meal it may be. There are so many ways in which we are instantly gratified that we expect the same experience with our money. Here's some other examples. Amazon Prime delivery. They have same day delivery on so many items. I just placed an order the other day with three separate items. Not one, not two, but three separate items that were all eligible for same day shipping. And I got them all in the same day, people. Instant gratification. Social media engagement. Almost instant when we post things, when we comment on things, when we like things, when we get a response from people. Those little things, notifications, statements, emojis, all trigger the neurons in our brain that love instant gratification. And if you are a business owner or influencer that's earning money online, oh, it's bad for you too because you're getting even more dings and rings and little notifications on your phone notifying you that someone has purchased something from you or that you've earned more money from an affiliate link and you are instantly gratified in seeing that you have earned more and more money. So it is hard to save when we live in a world that produces results that make us happy very quickly. And savings just do not work that way. Now, another thing that makes saving hard to do on a daily basis is that we are constantly bombarded with consumerism influences. Now, what does this look like out in the world That includes targeted advertising. Let's say you stumbled upon a website and you forget about it. You click out and you go to another site. And then those pesky cookies start following you. And the next thing you know, you start seeing that ad over and over and over and over again. To the point where you're like, well, shoot, at this point, I should just buy the thing because it keeps following me. It must be right for me instead of saving that money. Also, I notice because I sign up for every online store email because I want to know what their marketing looks like. But there is 
a scarcity mindset that is placed in those emails. And that's just basic sales psychology to get you to buy as soon as possible. And even worse, it's now in text too. I get at least five text messages a day from a company that I'm following about a new sale they have, about something now in stock, about new items that have arrived for the new season. There's always something promoting you to buy. And they want you to do it now. Because if you don't do it now, you're going to miss out. And you know what happens when you do that? You're saving less money and you're spending more money that you probably didn't even plan to in the first place. Also, when it comes to new trends and new releases in the online digital world that we live in, there are new things coming out so much in order to keep up. You just have to spend all your money, basically. And that takes you away from saving. And then lastly, I do also want to touch on the buy now, pay later options. That is not the same as saving for something because you get to pay for it later. It is just deferred responsibility on your instant gratification and it can be very slippery very dangerous if you are not careful with your budgeting and I personally just stay away from it because I don't want to fall into the trap where I'm using it like I would credit in a bad situation and then I'm on the hook for all of these payments that I actually don't have the money for. And then that compounds with all the additional fees for missing those payments. So I would just advise to stay away from that. But that is another marketing tactic to get you to spend more. And guess what? Save less. So like I said before, saving is rooted in delayed gratification. It is truly the opposite of human nature. And all the constant stimulation that we are getting in the media and shoot, even word of mouth from other people to spend more, to just be in this consumer driven world versus being intentional with your money and waiting to cash in on whatever you are um, saving for whatever your short or long-term goal is. It requires a certain level of discipline. And so let's talk about some of the golden rules, so to speak, that I have about saving and some of the tactics that can help you get out of this cycle of extreme consumerism, instant gratification, and setting your money aside to reach your savings goals and even some of your spending goals that just need more time to cash in on. So firstly, you want to get clear on your savings goals. Don't just save to save. That is a one-way ticket to unproductive town (laughs) I didn't know where I was going with that so I just took the simple route unproductive town but basically if you have no goal at the end of the road then you're going to be less inclined to save so maybe start off with a short-term goal just start with just four weeks out or maybe even 12 weeks out give yourself a full quarter to save for something smaller but just to get used to the habit of saving for something that will still allow you to actually 
buy or um, put money towards something that you really care about care about but you're giving yourself time to build up to that and to wait because we need to get into that action of saving and it truly is a habit building thing and setting a short-term goal will help get you there also create a really fun midterm goal like a domestic or short international trip that does not require too much savings, you know, versus putting your flight on Klarna, give yourself a four-month time frame to probably save for a plane ticket and hotel. And along the way, do things like shop for some clothing items or some uh, supplies that you might need for traveling at milestones or benchmarks. So you're still able to kind of indulge in that shopping and instant gratification aspect, but more money is being saved for that larger goal down the line. Obviously, I'm not telling you to like cash out and buy a whole new wardrobe for your five-day trip (laughs) or even shorter, but to find little things to celebrate your success and your progress towards your larger goal by still being able to spend. So for example, buying a new pair of shoes after saving for two months for your trip that you plan on wearing on the trip so that they're connected and you're still staying motivated to save for them. These little mind tricks help you to stay motivated without too much discipline because the motivation enough from these little mind tricks is helping you to build the habit. And then lastly, Create a plan or parameters for emergencies or catch-all savings, whatever you want to call it, an emergency savings, a catch-all, a rainy day, whatever you want to call it. Set parameters for yourself. And this like kind of relates to the whole goal setting that allow you to dip into that fund when you need to. And don't get so caught up in the amount. I know these days, especially after the panorama we have to worry about having more in savings than we did back in the day. Dave Ramsey still yells and screams and barks at you that you should have $1,000 in your emergency savings. But realistically, three to nine months of your regular income being in your savings is a better cushion. However, you're not going to save that overnight. You might not even be able to save that in a year. So just be focused on making those small contributions toward your emergency fund, but set parameters, set goals for yourself. So it becomes a no-brainer. Every check, I'm putting $10 towards my emergency fund. Yeah, it's going to take me 10 years to get there, but I have a rule for it. I don't have to think about it. I just do it, and then I move on. And feel good about that because you've set a rule for yourself to be consistent. Now, moving on from the goals, let's talk about Something a little bit more fun, hopefully. Gamifying the process. I learned about gamification in college when we were talking about ways that marketing has become more interactive by gamifying things that are boring and dull. Perfect example, saving. If you're struggling with it, gamify the process, okay? Learn to celebrate your progress without spending. What are some ways that you can celebrate in a fun way at home without having to 
spend money like going out to dinner or um, actually rewarding yourself with the physical item. Or maybe even use an app like Capital with the Q that rounds up your purchases and puts the change into the savings account. So maybe every time you check out at a store and you see the balance, you can quiz yourself. I don't know. I guess if you're a math nerd, this will actually be fun. You can quiz yourself on how much will actually go into your savings based off of that total when you think about what the rounding up would be. Or leverage something like the punch the pig feature with PNC's virtual wallet. That makes it a little bit fun. I mean, it's still taking money out of your pocket, but (laughs) you get to punch a pig. Um, But I kind of thought that was a cute thing. And I'm always talking about PNC's virtual wallet because it's the bank account that I use and it's the tool that I use to keep my money separated um, between bills, spending, and my savings. So uh, little things like that, that just kind of make it fun. I'm not saying that this should be like an all-out competition with your friends and stuff like that, but if that's something that motivates you, try it. If it's not, try small things that just spice up the experience a little bit more and then lastly try to make a ceremonious occasion out of setting aside money into your savings maybe every payday instead of going out to dinner and finally spending money on food because you made it through the pay period how about you set the mood at home turn down the lights pour you a glass of whatever you got in your fridge already pull out your phone or your laptop and pay all your bills at once put some funny on the tv put something romantic on the tv whatever you want to get you in the mood to get you relaxed you know that's that's the only mood we want you to get in right now get you relaxed and confident and comfortable and setting aside money for your savings and so every time you return to this task you can think about the relaxing nature of it how you were able to enjoy one of your favorite shows while completing this task and associate something positive with it so it becomes easier and easier that takes less discipline people and then also i would say try to automate the process if you're not interested in playing all these mind games with yourself literally just set up an auto transfer with your bank but you can only do this if you know you're disciplined enough to not transfer the money back and i've been through seasons where i did that i just transferred the money right back Um, even though it was set up for an auto transfer. But I had to get real with myself and figure out what are some other things I can do to stick to my savings. Sometimes it's as small as lowering the amount that you're automatically transferring until you're at a place where your budget where you feel more comfortable raising it again. Also bake it into your budget like a bill, a non-negotiable bill. Always have it at the top of the list of things that need to be paid out before you do anything else. Or set up an app rule like in Capital and have money go directly into your savings when you spend at certain places. This is something that's used as kind of a deterrent. So let's say you want to go to fast food restaurants less. So if you happen to go to Wendy's, you happen to go to Culver's, they're going to automatically put into your savings amount that you have set as somewhat of a deterrent, but also another automatic process to get you to save. A little bit different from what I talked about earlier, there's a lot of great options within the Capital app. So definitely go check it out. I'm not earning a commission off of it. I just really liked it when I used it. 
Okay, so so those are the ways that you can automate the process and that's where you're taking the discipline out. You just don't have to think about it at all. But I would warn you with those things, you really want to keep an eye on your bank account every day so that you know how much you actually have. Because if you have like five and six rules running at once and you are spending or you're meeting the criteria for that auto transfer to kick in, you want to make sure that you have a handle of what's in your bank account. Now, I also wanted to address the scarcity mindset. As I mentioned before, I was also guilty of transferring that money right back into my spend account every time I had that auto transfer come out for a period of time. And that's because I had a scarcity mindset. I thought, I can't save this money. I need this money for this and that. I don't have the ability to save this money. But you actually do. You want to make sure that you're putting it somewhere where there is friction to take it back out, but accessible during the emergency. I was shouting to myself and letting myself know that I didn't have any room in my budget to put money in savings, but I did. All I had to do was set it aside. And if something happened in the future where I needed to pull from that money, then at that time I could pull from it. But I didn't even give myself a fighting chance. I just put the money right back into my spend account, assuming that I did not have the ability or the discipline to cut back on my spending so that I can afford to continue to put money in my savings for future Brittany. So keep that in mind. Do not put yourself in the scarcity mindset that you can't afford to save. You can't afford to save. Now, if something happens in the near future where you need to pull on that money, that's a whole nother story. As long as it's in your emergency pool rules, then you're fine. But set that money aside first. Give yourself a chance to make the budget work without that money. And if you make it work, you now have more money towards your future. I like those odds better. <music> Lastly, I kind of mentioned that some of the things we could employ are ways to kind of trick yourself into doing something that you normally would have had some resistance to. But I would say to flat out trick yourself as a last resort to get yourself to save. So act like the money is gone. Tell yourself that you truly do not have that money and that whatever is in your savings is not accessible. I'm sure you'll be very resourceful and a lot more frugal with your money and less likely to spend it. Don't use a checking account for your savings. Place it in a savings account, which will ultimately give you higher returns not much higher, but it does give you higher returns on the money that you contribute. And also, there is a federal law that limits the number of times that you can pull from your savings account. So that's another deterrent to just leave the money alone. let's talk about some examples where savings really helped me in my life and how it can serve as motivation for you. I waited to purchase my current iPad for months and I think I talked about this on the podcast before but here we are again. I waited to purchase my iPad maybe even for a few years because I wanted to make sure that it was something that would be a valuable investment 
it's well over $1,000, including all the accessories that I might want and the apps that I wanted to download. And so I had to be sure that I wanted it. While I was mulling over the idea and determining if I really wanted it, I spent that time to save as well. Well, the anticipation of having the iPad, and as I continued to get excited about using it, I was all the more motivated to save for it. And additionally, I was able to find ways within my Be Chic business, particularly Be Chic Print, my Etsy shop, ways that I could monetize the use of my iPad. Testing my digital planners, creating my digital planners, creating new creative assets. I'm using that word a lot. (laughs) But creating new assets that were unique art pieces that I could incorporate into my planners things of that nature. When I thought about how I could actually monetize it and really enjoy it from a different perspective than I was already working with my laptop and my phone, I was all the more encouraged to get it. And guess what? In turn, that encouraged me to save more money and get really excited about buying it. Now, ultimately, Nick bought it for me as a birthday gift, but I ended up using that money towards another goal that I had, and I was just able to achieve it faster. So, Getting really excited about something that you're saving up for can keep you motivated and on track. Now, I also wanted to give an example on the other end about that same day shipping that I talked about, that instant gratification that may stop you from saving. Well, I actually experienced the same day shipping just this week. I bought a couple of items that were actually on my wish list from Amazon for a while. Something that I regularly do is save things to my wish list, keep tabs open to remember brands. And I don't act on them right away because I know my mind may change. I may come across a deal where they may send a a sale email or discount code for looking at their site, but not completing the purchase. You know, there's all kind of little things that bring you back to the brand that um, is an incentive, like the discount or something. So... I really made it a habit to delay the instant gratification that comes from online shopping. And so I was able to kind of experience the best of both worlds. (laughs) I had these items on my wish list. And when I saw that they were all same day items, I put them all in my cart together. And I made that purchase at a calculated time, a time when I had just got paid and it was already in my budget to buy some things from my wish list. Keeping that in mind for like short-term things on your wish list that your savings is attributed to, you might get a better deal from waiting. You might save yourself some wasted money, some clutter in the house by waiting. So keeping those in mind hopefully moves you closer to making saving a habit. But these are just tactics to keep in mind that will help you actually be a better saver, to keep that money in your pocket, and to resist the instant gratification and the hard pushes of materialism by building that habit. Just keep these things in mind. And lastly, one of the things that helps me combat the consistent marketing and the consistent promotion of new items is to follow them for a little bit, not buy anything right away, and kind of get an idea of what their promotion sales cycle is. There's a particular brand that I love called Beacon Threads, and I will link it into the show notes because I want you to check it out. I do not have an affiliate link with them or anything, but I really love their 
like streetwear style, but for Christians. And they send a text message to me every week promoting their sale on their t-shirts. And when I noticed that I was consistently getting that link every week on Friday, like clockwork, I decided not to buy from them when it was on my mind to buy from them and I had the money in my savings for clothes shopping. I decided to wait until I saw that text message come through again to make sure that I capitalize on the sale because I waited. I didn't give into instant gratification and I waited to see what kind of promotion could I cash in on by waiting to make that purchase. So that's another like workaround that you can put in place to um, spending right away and just saving that money instead and then hopefully saving money when you decide to spend later down the line. At the end of the day, you only want to implement one to two of these tactics that you think will work for you. Keeping the strategy simple will truly make it easy. Now, I mentioned throughout the entire episode about saving can be done without discipline. But you might be thinking, some of these things actually still require discipline, Brittany. You lied to me. (laughs) But I did not. Because something that can be done regularly without discipline is simply a habit. I presented topics to you to help you build that habit of saving. And that is the key to consistent saving and making sure that you are putting future you in the best position possible by developing the habit of saving. And what is the enemy of saving spending and we want to get out of the cycle of unnecessary spending and so that's what the tactics of this episode actually addressed literally saving for yourself is the healthiest quote-unquote deprivation that you can impose on yourself if you truly get into a financial pickle you'll have your savings to fall back on as an emergency and that's exactly what it's intended for If you like this podcast episode, check out this week's show notes for links to things I mentioned and illustrations to some of the concepts explained as well. I even included my free budget template that has a savings tracker tab and my shopping wishlist tracker to help curb your impulsive spending.